Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 7 of Eddie and Caleb Zero Cast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow my co-host, friend, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, on Twitter at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Please follow the show's Twitter, EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, that is EC Hero Cast, and our Gmail is EC Hero Cast at gmail.com. Also, you can check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. That is a Lucha Underground-based show. At this point, we're deep into Season 2. We, um, As of recording, we've recorded all but the last three episodes of Season 2, which are all Ultima Lucha Dose. So that's where we are at. Speaking of recording dates, it is November 16, Tuesday. We're back to that Tuesday night grind, man. Eddie, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. Um, very excited for not just this episode, and I know this will be a little post-dated, but this is, uh, this was, or rather last week, we had a huge announcement from old Disney Plus. They're bringing it back, X-Men 97. Yeah. Very excited. I just hope they don't do any of that SJW crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that too. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's not, but it, it's, it's more like, uh, civil rights. Look, X-Men has always been political. Yeah, they just disguise it as something else. It's never not been political. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. I, Uh, but I mean, I'm, Gosh, I, I've got my head is racing with possibilities. It's uh, number one. I was just surprised that they're not doing it themselves. Like, hey, we'll make this show and we'll make it eventually part of the MCU. But it's like, no, this is they're just. This seems like maybe I'm wrong, but this seems like just fan service. And it's like, hey, this show was really cool back in the day, and we're gonna bring it back. So. Fans who were fans back as kids can now enjoy it with their kids, and we can help introduce new fans and whatever. And I am interested to see if they actually do pick up where it left off with Charles in space, because that would be that might be confusing for some people just to be like, why is he in space where he uh, can't be cured on Earth or something? I don't know, but I'm just excited, so we'll see where they go. But uh, yeah, and then '97, you know. Only the best yeah. year for, for anything. It was the best year for, obviously, you got the X-Men. You got uh, video games was great back then. Best year in <laughs> wrestling. Con Air yep. came out that year. It was a perfect year for pretty much everything. So, uh, yeah, it's my favorite year. The, the Florida Marlins won their first World Series. That's true, yeah. Florida Marlins <laughs> with, uh, oh, geez, I can't even think of anyone on that team. I put- like would have been on, I don't know who would have been on the ninety seven squad. I know the O three squad quite well, but that's about it. There was a dude who went to Oh man. I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. Um, hey, we live in we live in twenty twenty one where yours, mine, our World Series champion are the Atlanta Braves. Like that's what we, we live in. That's true. That's where we live and uh I, I make it a point to mention that <clears throat> once on every episode until the new season starts up i don't know well i mean you never know when you'll you'll win another one so I exactly guess. Um, it'd, be, it'd be another 26 years who knows man 
That's why I just want I want to I want one for 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 Tennessee. I mean, I know it's they got a great record as of recording this. They may have yeah. just been blown up by the Patriots for all I know. Hopefully not. Mm. But because I know John will remind us how he predicted Mac Jones will be great. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just want to win one. Like I know this team is not set up to win multiples like Tampa or, or the Rams. Yeah. Uh, I just, or, you know, I just want to win one. Just give me one. No, I get it. I was the same way with the Braves, and now I just want them to, you know, second one's nice, but I'm not picky, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just keep looking at the Ravens a few years ago, and it's like they, yeah. they did it. You know, we're not that far yeah. off from them. Yeah, you know, they, we could, we could, yeah. You've just, you got to get hot at the right time. Just gotta, just gotta get one. So yeah, that's that's all I want is one. I'm not you know yeah. this is, this, whatever. And this this drops on December first. Yes, December first. So about two and a half weeks, um, or fifteen days rather. So interesting to see where things will be you know then. But folks, I don't think we've mentioned the title of the movie which we are reviewing yet. So I'm uh, gonna do that now. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Hellboy Two, Electric Boogaloo. Sorry, uh, Hellboy 2, Golden Ar- The Golden Army. Mm-hmm. Golden is, Army. This is a sequel, of course, to Hellboy. Uh, once again, directed by Guillermo del Toro, or as I call him, Bill of the Bull. Because uh, translated, yep. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, this was released on July 11, 2008. Is there anything that happened to you or around you around this time period that you feel you should share? Why, yes. Yes, there is. So buckle up for this one. This is a, a pretty good story, and I'm hoping that... I'm strapped in. I'm hoping that you uh, have some recollection of... I might have mentioned this a couple years ago, but hoping you have some recollection of this. Anyway, back in 08, as I mentioned, I took summer off from school, and I was about to move from community college to... Otterbein College and Otterbein University, and do broadcasting. Well, in the meantime, uh, my mom had told one of her friends who told, like, her husband who had, like, a radio show, and it's like, hey, you want to come in for, like, a couple weeks, yeah, like, eight, nine, ten weeks, and to do, like, kind of an unofficial internship? And look, it was for a... Um, like a uh, religious talk station, which I have nothing against religion. I'm a, I'm fairly religious myself, but I don't really re- listen to religious talk. It's not for me. But something in radio, if someone offers you a job, you take it. So, like for me, as much as I would hate the Red Sox, if they were like, "Hey, you want to? You have to cover this. Uh, here's a job offer for the the Red Sox. You got to do it. That's just how it is." Because you yeah. may never get another job offer. So that's how it is. So even if even if you're an atheist and someone says, hey, want to intern at this uh, religious station, you got to take it. So that's how it is. So took the job. The host was, I don't know, he was, he was kind of like a Skip Bayless where he would say things, but I don't know. I mean, it was more for like entertainment value. Nothing he said was outlandish. That's- uh, was there a lot of substance there, or like you said, was it more a he doesn't necessarily believe what he's saying? Oh no, he believed it. Oh, <laughs> he believed it, but it was more 
um, you know, whatever the outrage of the week was, either locally or nationally, uh, he would kind of put a religious spin on it. And, you know, he'd kind of have like a hot take. Some of it maybe felt forced, but I think knowing what I know now about him, he, he believed it. So, and, you know, it was fine. I, I got to, you know, got a, a, a quick internship even when I wasn't even taking classes. So it was something really good for the resume. Um, met a uh, friend of mine there, Vince, who I, I'm friends with, but I mean, well, we've, you know, we'll see each other around town every now and then. And he, uh, he makes his, he actually has a podcast and makes his living off of a music podcast. So good for him. Uh, so anyway, a couple years go by. I don't really hear from this guy. Um, and then, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I don't hear from him. I, I actually did. It was, um, just random stories that people would share. Cause he used to, um, reason we knew him was he used to be a uh, high school football coach for my high school. And he was very good as a football coach, but he got drove out of town by the ACLU because they said he led the team in prayer. He said they didn't. I wasn't there. I had a friend on the team who said he didn't, so I don't know. I don't care. It's old news. But um, so he would pop up in random stories about, um, I don't know, just weird political, religious craziness and you know, he would pop up and be like, oh, guess guess who said that, uh, you know, gay marriage is destroying the foundation of America? It's like, oh, geez. Like, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting wacky with this guy. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I would even, if I was even in broadcasting still, I don't even know if I'd put this on my resume anymore. This is a guy you want to disavow. And then, do you remember the Super Bowl halftime show with uh, J-Lo and Shakira? Uh, that was, like, not too long ago, right? Yeah, it was, uh, right before COVID, 2020, I believe. Oh, so it was the, okay, I remember that Super Bowl quite well. Yes. Do you remember, after the halftime show, a couple weeks later, someone tried to sue the NFL for, like, $80 trillion, which I don't even <laughs> think that much money exists in the world, because he thought that this would send him to hell. So what you're saying is he was that guy, pal. He was that guy. Trust me. Yes, he was the guy. And believe me, when you're listening to, like, pardon my take, only the most popular sports podcast on the planet, make fun of the guy that you used to intern with. It's very surreal. <laughs> Yeah, it's very surreal. Like the whole the the high school Facebook group, which it's like uh, like there'll be random updates for like reunions or hey, guess who died? It's like barely active. But man, when he sued the NFL or rather attempted to, because I don't think anything became of it, the uh, the comments rolled in on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was that guy, but yeah, he's he said some pretty awful stuff, you know, like oh, we need to bully gay people and just not nothing, nothing good. <laughs> he's he's actually labeled his his church is actually labeled as like a hate group on some sites, so it's you know really yeah, it's not it's not great, but I mean I don't know. He used to be a normal guy, I, I promise. He used to be kind like, of a normal guy. 
bet he'd be like a, a guest of honor at Westboro or something. Probably. I mean, yeah, yeah he, I've, I don't know. He got deplatformed on YouTube. That was the last I saw, which was probably for the best. But yeah, I don't know. He, like I said, he used to be a normal guy. He and my dad would golf. He would just watch sports and he would go to church Sunday. It was nothing abnormal about him. And then he just, he went down a hole and just kept going and going and going and going. And now he's trying to sue the NFL and wanting to, you know, ban gay people or whatever. And I don't know. Mm. Funny how th- funny how things work out, man. Yeah, that was in '08, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a you know it was a good internship, so I, it got some good experience. So I got to screen yeah. calls. That was fun. Well, you had an interesting 2008, but uh, someone who also had an interesting '08 was Katy Perry when her hit song "I Kissed a Girl" reached number one on the Billboard charts. Oh, on man. July 11, 2008. <laughs> he would hate that. <laughs> I bet he would. I bet he would. <sighs> yeah. I won't. I mean, it's public record that he sued the NFL or tried to, but I, I won't say the name. It's just I don't want to. Yeah. Don't don't Google him. It's he's not. Yeah. Good. Don't. Yeah. We don't need to dox the guy or anything. But yeah. No, I don't. Um, I'm not even worried about that. It's just I don't want to give him any attention either. Yeah, fair enough. But that story was really funny, just like suing the NFL. and Yeah, their spin was that he got horny and he got mad, and so he sued them. (laughs) And just sitting there at work listening to this, like, I I can't believe that that this is being talked about. (laughs) This guy that I know pretty well, or I used to know. Yeah. Well, you you, you think you know a guy is really, I guess. You think you know a guy. Yeah, you think you know him. And then he becomes a right-wing zealot. And then they sue the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, your champions in wrestling. Real quick, Ring of Honor, TNA, still the same. Nigel McGuinness and Samoa Joe. Um, WWE World Heavyweight Champion on Raw, CM Punk. ECW Champion Mark Henry. And WWE Champion on SmackDown, Triple H. You're going to hear those names quite a bit because these movies all came out in the like a six-week time span so quite a summer get get used to it get used to it yeah a lot of a lot of hero movies here a lot of hero movies um box off or pardon me the budget for this movie was 83.75 that's what i came down to yeah i usually pick the one in the middle if i get two numbers yeah and this had a box office of 168.3 million the profit then comes out to eighty four point five five million. So profit of one hundred percent. Yeah. Adjusted inflation is one oh eight point six. Put it right above V for Vendetta, thirty four on the list. Yeah. Uh I kind of will well, I guess I'll jump ahead a little bit. Um, yeah. Because they set this movie up for a third one. That's very obvious, but yeah. there's not a third one. So nope. The reason there's not a third one is I, I looked into this. Guillermo del Toro wanted to do one. Uh, Ron Perlman wanted to do one. But the movie studio, apparently in the theaters, they just barely made their money back. And then they made a lot of money on DVDs. And that was the case for both of the movies, the Hellboys. And I guess they just didn't want to do that again and risk a third one. But uh, I don't know. It would have been nice to get another one and then 
they even when when there was the reboot announced, Ron Perlman in an interview said, "I'd still want to do it there. One, I don't know if my body could take it, but I'll try." Uh, and we'll just ignore this reboot. <laughs> but then the reboot, spoiler alert, for like ten years from now, uh, does not uh, do so well. And I think they just said, "All right, well, America just doesn't want Hellboy anymore." So no third one. Sad. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, as we are recording this at 7.27 Central Time, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is going to drop. The second trailer is going to drop within like five minutes, I think. Oh, well, I, you know what we should do is pause the recording and then do a live reaction. That's a great idea, except for this still coming out on December 1st. Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> Whatever, who cares? Um, yeah, well, whatever. I did see the uh, some leaked, <laughs> gives a hoot. I did see some leaked photos with uh, basically the other Peter Parkers are going to be in it, and uh, who else did I see? It uh, I think Sandman's confirmed, which is not not super thrilled with. <laughs> no. uh, I think Lizard was confirmed, and then okay. uh, Norman Osborn, sadly not Harry. No, I, I assume when you say Norman Osborn, you mean Chris Cooper? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, fair enough. But, oh, uh, my. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, and then, oh, jeez, who else I see? Charlie Cox. Yes, that was the other big one, so Daredevil. Yeah. So, man, this and, um, what did I, oh, I read a, it was a rumor today rumor it's just a rumor that in um uh what's it called uh doctor strange multiverse that supposedly there's going to be a thing where he's looking in all the universes and then you look and sees like uh wolverine and professor x played by hugh jackman and uh patrick stewart so i don't know that'd be cool it seems like spider-man and Doctor Strange are going to be, like, huge as far as what happens in Marvel. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, back to Hellboy. Maybe Marvel can buy him and reboot him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. What did the critics and the fans think of this movie? Well, pretty good. Did get a nominee... And the Academy Awards, so... Oh, yeah, for, like, makeup, right? Yeah, best makeup. I gotta see what won that year. But the critics, 86%. Fans, 71%. Ooh. Pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of inflated. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Think so? Oh, be the, uh... So, 08, the best makeup was the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because of Brad Pitt getting old. Yeah, the other nominee was uh, next week's movie, Dark Knight. And oh. Hell, Hellboy 2. Yeah. Hmm. Two years before that, Pan's Labyrinth won. That was very much looked like this. <laughs> another another Bill, Bill of the Bull picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got a style. He does, for sure, man. He does. Uh, who on the cast do we need to talk about? Hmm. Well, I would oh, say... Uh, by the way, real quick, most improved, Selma, Selma Blair. 
Think so? Yeah, and by most improved, I mean she actually put in effort. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. I just remember really not liking her in the first one, so. Well, I would say first on the list, playing himself, was Jimmy Kimmel. What yeah. Do think, what do we think of him? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's a piece of shit. <laughs> Fun fact, when Hellboy laughed at his joke, that was the last time anyone had laughed at Jimmy Kimmel's joke. hey This guy. Yeah. He had a terrible... You know how, like, these late-night comedians will have, like, viral tweets of how unfunny they are? Like, the Stephen Colbert vaccine dancers or whatever? Yeah. He had one that was, like, even worse than that. It was, like, Kamala Harris is an assassin or something. I, what? It's like, she's always stand-up. She's like, I know why Joe Biden's, or her approval rating is lower than Joe Biden. She's, she stands behind him like an assassin. Like, what? What? What is this joke? This isn't I mean, I anything. Get, look, no, I get what he's going for, but it's just like, that's not a good joke. Yeah, and it's like, she's just standing behind him. Like, yeah. that doesn't make someone an assassin. No. And I wouldn't picture an assassin to wear a pantsuit. No offense yeah. to female assassins. No. I just... It was... God, it was bad. It was so bad. Ugh. Anyway. That's uh, uh, Late Night TV in 2021, pal. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Well, we've got... Um, no more Niles Crane... But uh, Abe Sapien was voiced by Doug Jones. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought they changed the. What did What did David Hyde Pierce do, man? Did he like piss in Guillermo's Cheerios or something? No, I just I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to do it. He wouldn't. Yeah. He didn't even take credit for the last one, which I thought was a stand-up move. But uh, yeah, I liked the David Hyde Pierce voice better. But maybe that's just because I love Frasier, so. But I mean, yeah, Doug Jones wasn't that far off, so it's wasn't like, oh, this this was bad. No, I'm glad you said something because if you hadn't, I wouldn't have known that this was another guy doing the voiceover. He actually did three voices. He did that Angel of Death and Chamberlain, uh huh, the doorkeeper for King Balor. Yes, King Balor. and by the way, the, the way to beat King Balor is to um, make sure a, a, a rope breaks and he crotches himself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the prince did. Yeah. Instead of throwing a knife, he just, like, shoved him off his throne and he fell. Yes. <laughs> Great stuff. Prince Great. Uh, Nuwata. Um, it, it's so hilarious, Prince Nuwata, that... Uh, there, there's a reason that is hilarious, and because uh, there, there is an area close to where I live that sounds cl- close to Nawada. By the way, Luke Gross as Prince Nawada, he was also uh, Jared Nomek in Blade Two, so he's a double villain repeat. Jared Nomek in Blade Two, help me out here. I mean, he's just the main villain in Blade Two. What 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 was the what was the deal with the main villain in Blade Two? Was he the? Uh... He was an enhanced vampire. Yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's been Eddie. We watch one hero movie a week. <laughs> oh, I know, like... I know. I no, I had to look it up too because I'm like, yeah. The only one that I remembered was that stupid MMA fighter. I'm like, oh, that was Dracula, and he sucked. And it's like, oh yes, 
Wait, that was the Blade Trinity guy, right? Yes, it was Blade Trinity. It was Dracula, and he looked like a uh, MMA fighter. Yeah. But yeah. yes, no. But Blade 2 I liked, but I just forgot who the villain was in that. And it's like, yeah. oh yes, now I remember. I had to pull up a photo of him. Yeah. Oh, wow. But he was cool in this. I liked yeah. him. Yeah, he was fine. I got nothing against him. And uh, let's see, we already did Selma Blair. Did Abe. You wanted to do the voice of... Uh... Johan Krauss? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah the the I mean what kind of physical performance do you need it's like a vapor <laughs> it's a bodysuit <laughs> exactly yeah uh no the voice was Seth MacFarlane actually man that surprises Family me Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane and as soon because I watched this spoiler alert I watched this twice on my four day weekend um but my my ADD was just going kicking my ass all weekend. So I'm like, well, let's watch this a third time. And the first two times I didn't check the IMDb, and the third time I did, and I'm like, yeah, that definitely, yeah, that's that's definitely Seth MacFarlane for sure. Hmm. Like you get the teensiest bit of Stewie Griffin in there. Man, I never even, uh, I I didn't even, you know, check. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was just, you know, going down the IMDb, and I'm like, well, who was, you know, who did this? And sure enough, Seth MacFarlane. Well, did a good job. I yeah. couldn't tell. Yeah. And how about uh, old Ron Perlman as Hellboy? He was great, dude. He was the saving grace here, for sure. I guess his comedy was off the chain, man. Yeah, his I loved him. rapport with everyone, whether it was uh, Selma Blair... Or Kraus, the whole back and forth with Kraus was just amazing, quite frankly. Yeah, I thought he was great here. He mm-hmm. look, you know, he looks the part. He's just, man, he's just born to play Hellboy. I know they uh, recast him with the uh, what's his face from Stranger Things and David uh, Harbour. Yes, and it looks like Ron Perlman. It just wasn't. It's not the same. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ron Perlman, great. He's uh, he's my Hellboy, not David <laughs> Harbor. Sorry, not my Hellboy. Yeah, I mean he kind of looks like Ron Perlman. I get why they cast them, but it's just yeah, yeah. I thought they were like, hey, the guy vaguely looks like Ron Perlman, and Stranger Things is hot right now. Let's get David Harbor. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with that, I think we can get into the plot, right? Absolutely. So, night we got more text. Got to read the text. Mm-hmm. In 1944, a team of paranormal researchers, together with the U.S. Army, rescued a strange creature during a classified mission off the coast of Scotland. Secretly adopted this creature, now live among us, codename Hellboy. So, just a very brief recap of the first one. Yeah, very, very brief. And then we cut to, uh, like, a young to a teenage Hellboy. Yeah, and the Douglas Army base in New Mexico. So, it's Christmas Eve, 1955. Mm-hmm. And they're watching uh, Howdy Doody. Yep, uh, Doody Dida or whatever, uh, whatever the... Uh, 
scientist said. Yeah. Trevor Bruttenholm. So yeah. he told Hellboy a story for him to go to sleep. And the story is about an ancient war between... I took this off of uh, Wikipedia because they described it better than I could transcribe it. Uh, it's a story about an ancient war between human and magical creatures. After the magical creatures are driven back by the humans, the goblin blacksmiths extend an offer to Balor, king of the elves, to build him an indestructible mechanical army. Encouraged by his son, Prince Nuada, Balor accepts. The golden army subsequently devastates humanity. Regretting his actions, Balor forms a truce with the humans that they will keep to their cities and the magical creatures to the forests. The crown to command the Golden Army, which can be worn by one of royal blood, is split into three pieces. Nuada, disagreeing with the truce, leaves in exile. The end of that story, not the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Hellboy doesn't want to go to sleep, and he <laughs> he's like, but it's it's just a story, right, Pop? And he's got a gun in his hand. Good stuff. I love that this demon creature is like, well, that can't exist. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to Manhattan in current times, and Nuada and his associate Wink, which is this big troll-looking thing with a, uh, like a mace, like a big uh, giant metal fist that is attached to a chain, so like a mace thing. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, very much so. They show up at an auction and steal one of the pieces of the crown. We don't see what happens to the attendees until a little bit later. And back at the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, Hellboy and Liz are having an argument about living in the facility. When the alarm goes off, the group heads to the auction to check it out, and they learn that everyone there has died. And Abe tells Hellboy that uh, the things that killed everyone are these little monsters called Tooth Fairies. that uh, eat entire people, but they start with the teeth. And he's like, I don't believe it. And then uh, I think it was Abe's like, look what we're standing in. It's just a puddle of just blood and goop. It's like there's no no bones or anything. So, yeah, a little gross. And uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the tooth, well, the tooth fairies are about to come out. And Abe kind of like guards Liz and he puts his hand on her belly and he's like, Liz. You're pregnant. You're pregnant. Yes, we needed another storyline to get us a third one. Well, there'll be more. uh, There'll be more uh, nods to a third movie, which we'll never get. Yeah. So after fighting off all these tooth fairies, there's way too many. So Liz goes supernova, torches the entire room, kills all the tooth fairies, but also knocks Hellboy out of the window for everyone to see, which they made it very clear. Stop being seen. And now... The jig is up. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Nuwada reconnects with his sister, Nuala, and goes to some secret area where his people still live, and he announces he's broken the treaty because there's a treaty made in shame. He announces his intention to awaken the Golden Army, and Nuwada's father, the king, King Balor, sentences (laughs) him to death, and he sends his guards after him. But uh, he and Wink kill all of the guards, and eventually Nuwata kills his father. But during the fight, it's worth mentioning, Nuwata does get uh, cut on the arm, and his sister gets the same injury as he does. So 
They got that uh, twin connection thing going. Yeah, yeah, they got the whole twin magic gimmick going. Mm-hmm. But in killing his father, Nuada, he now only needs one more piece of the crown, and his sister has it, and she runs off. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So as punishment for Hellboy for being found out, they bring in John Krause. He's now in charge of the team. Johan Krause, yes. And he's in charge of the team. Basically, he's just a vapor cloud, but he can inhabit anything. So in this case, it's just some old scuba suit or something. I don't know. A scuba suit? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, with like a weird helmet where you could just see his head and his gas mask it's great to me that the u.s government was like well you know we got hellboy you know from the germans and everything we know what's yeah let's get a german guy in here to to you know lord over him well he was uh technically this one you know maybe the strongest guy of the team yeah no you're not wrong you're not wrong i just love their one interaction they had in particular um when Hellboy says, hey, uh, Kraut, he calls him Kraut. And <laughs> <laughs> Johan's like, it's Kraus with a double S. Hellboy, right back. Ah, yes, SS. I should have known. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Hellboy at full power would kill this guy, but oh, uh, I- in a normal fight, Kraus did beat him. <laughs> uh, technically, yeah. Well, he just kind of embarrassed him, but... Yeah, more so. But he can also bring things back to life and control them, so that's what they do. Uh, they they do that with one of the tooth fairies, and he tells them that it was at the troll market. So, and Nuada bought all these tooth fairies at the troll market, so they go there. They have these special glasses that let you see people for what they really are, like they a, see they... this... It's like a they live situation. Yeah, and they see this old lady about to eat a cat who's really a troll. <laughs> yeah. Well, was it not one of Hellboy's cats? I don't know. That they used as bait? Because, you know, they mentioned, you know, earlier, like, Hellboy had a lot of cats, like, so much so that, like, Liz's toothbrush was in a can of cat food. That's true. Yeah, it could have been one of his cats. Or he just, just likes cats and doesn't want to see one get eaten by an old lady. Yeah. Either way. So, it is funny. You know, they mention Hellboy likes candy and TV, but they they neglected to mention cats. That's true. Well, he likes cats. We mentioned it. We sure did. So Hellboy interrogates someone to tell him who bought the Tooth Fairies as Abe follows Nuala, who's down there, into a shop uh, where she talks with some dude with, like, a skyline for a face. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, following Abe was Wink, and Wink beats up Abe for a bit, and then Hellboy shows up. The two of them fight in the streets of the market, and Hellboy eventually beats him. He smashes his big metal fist, and Wink gets uh, Wink fires off his big metal fist at Hellboy, gets it caught in a big grinder, and kills him. I just love Hellboy walking away from it as you see this big monster in the back getting grinded up. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah. And Nuada hears of this and finds Hellboy and the others and releases this giant plant monster in the streets of Manhattan. So Yeah, a real, a real Venus flytrap. Kind of. Yeah. 
Now this was interesting. Before Hellboy kills the big plant, Nuana asks why he fights for the humans who have driven magical creatures like him into hiding. And he says, this plant, by the way, is the last of its kind, and if you kill it, nobody will ever be able to see it again. So he kills it, and uh, everything, when the plant dies, everything it touches grows like moss on it. So, mm. But then everyone's mad at Hellboy because during this melee, he... He was maybe a little careless rescuing a baby, but the baby was fine. <laughs> I thought we reviewed Hancock two weeks ago, dude. <laughs> Where they all called him a psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, psycho. <laughs> you psycho. Uh, yeah. But no, they all booed him and hated him, and he's just like, oh, maybe he's right. So, back at the base, Nuala and Abe kind of flirt with each other, and she reveals that they share the bond where if one dies, the other dies. And Hellboy and Abe share a beer where he tells him he's got a thing for the princess. Hey, buddy, he share, they share a Tecate light. They were very careful in the placement of the logo. We need to respect that, okay? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Was it Tecate? Uh, I mean, I just assume Mexican beer. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile... Uh, Nuada has detected Nuala's location and has gotten into the Bureau's headquarters. Problem is Hellboy and Abe are drunk, and they're just griping about women. Mm -hmm. So Nuada beats Hellboy pretty easily, and then he stabs him in the heart with a spear that like detaches from its staff. So uh, Nuada kidnaps his sister and tells him to bring the piece of the crown to get her back. Later, Abe's doing surgery on Hellboy, and he's like, I can't remove the spear. Every time I touch it, it goes deeper. That's what she said. And it's like, it's like, well, it's basically a magic blade tip, so it can't be removed. Uh, so they, they think maybe Nuada can take the spear out, maybe. So um, Liz and Abe uh, want to rescue Nuala, but Krauss is like, no, no, because we can't allow the Golden Army to awaken. So basically, if we do nothing, we'll win, which is correct. But Liz and Abe don't agree, so they go. Kraus eventually changes his mind. He goes too. It was uh, an old ex-girlfriend. He's like, oh, I loved a girl once. I'll do it. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> they're all on their way. Yeah, they're they're on their way. So they get to the location, but there's nobody there. It's just a half-troll, half-wagon. And he tells them, he's like, I know, so-. he's like, uh, I'll tell you where the Golden Army is, but I want something in exchange. And he's like, uh, she's like, Liz is like, well, I got this belt. He's like, I don't have any pants. <laughs> Which is funny, because he doesn't, he's a wagon. And uh, he's like, I want that spear tip. He's like, well, you can't, because if we take it out, he dies. And he's like, I might know someone who can take the spear tip out. So he takes them to the Angel of Death, who uh, very much looks like a Guillermo del Toro creation. He's got, yes, dude. His head has no eyes, but he has eyes all over his wings, which is pretty yeah. cool. And, I mean, uh, pretty cool, but also like the st- like nightmare fuel, for sure. Yeah. So the angel tells Liz, he's like, you can save Hellboy, but he will bring about the destruction of Earth, so do you still want him to live? And she says yes. And then the 
Angel's like, okay, well, this was funny. And then the angel's like, all right, you mean, and then he's like, she's like, all right, save him now. And then he just pulls, the, he just has the spear in his hand. It was very much a, um, it's like a magic trick. Like, oh, you mean this spear? And, <laughs> but uh, he's like, all right, but uh, when the time comes, you will suffer more than anyone. Mm. Man. Oh, I should have mentioned, if it's not obvious, the third one, as Ron Perlman confirmed, is, would have dealt with the apocalypse and how Hellboy does a heel turn and, you know, the whole, is he going to side with the humans or the creatures like Nuada's telling him to do? So, very obvious where they would have been headed, which sounds yeah. like a pretty sweet movie, so. Well, maybe it'll turn into like a Netflix series in 15 years or something. Maybe. I think it was <laughs> Del Toro wanted to finish the series in, like, the comic book, and the comic said no. It's like, really? You, like, who cares? You can you can write an infinite amount of comics. That's the great thing about them. Do you know how many times yeah. Superman's died? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. He's died a million times, and now he has a gay son. It's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> I bet the old coach hates that, too. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he does, man. Uh, so Liz tells Hellboy to get up because you're going to be a father and the wagon troll takes them to the golden army which is all just they're standing there they're all shut off and Nuada and Nuala are there and Abe just gives Nuada the last piece of the crown telling Hellboy you do the same for Liz so Nuada turns the golden army on tells them to kill them and Hellboy manages to kill off a few. Kraus takes over the body of one of them. They kill off a few. And they're like, yeah, that's not so tough. And then when they kill a bunch, they all just reassemble themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that stinks. Can't really kill them. Does. So yeah, it looked like they are winning, but not so fast. And then Hellboy... No other choice. He challenges Prince Nuada for control of the army, and because Hellboy is a member of Hell's royal family, he must accept. So Hellboy tells Abe, don't worry, I won't kill him, but I will kick his ass. And Hellboy and Nuada have a fight. They're fighting all over these gears, which is pretty cool. And Hellboy eventually wins, tells Nuada, or Nuada says, kill me, for I will not stop. I'm just going to keep coming. And Hellboy says, nope. He takes his crown. Excuse me. Takes his crown. And Nuwada's about to stab Hellboy in the back as he's walking away. But then, Nuwala stabs herself in the stomach, which kills her and Nuwada. Oof. Yeah. But, I mean, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but before Nuwada dies, he tells Hellboy that he'll have to choose between humans and magical beings for surviving. Another nod to the th third movie, which we're not going to get. Damn it. <sighs> so, Hellboy looks at the crown. He's just like, all that power. And then Liz's like, <laughs> don't even think about it. And yeah. then melts it. <laughs> Immediately, he's just like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, she melts it. The entire Golden Army shuts off. And I guess they're without a crown. They can't be turned back on. Yeah. And, uh... They did pan out. I wish they'd have shown this during the fight. Because during the fight, like, they pan out and they show, like, hundreds more. But, uh, yeah, I wish they'd have shown that during the fight. That it's like, even though they were winning, there's still, like, a thousand left. And then yeah. when they start reassembling themselves, it's like, okay, you're not going to 
beat this army is just not possible. Yes. Yeah. But that would be one of my only gripes well, with I mean, the movie. You, you kind of accomplished that, you know, just with him reassembling, you know? You did. But it only, the way they shot it, it only seemed like there was like 20 of them. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. But if they'd have panned out just for like a quick second and you saw like, oh, there's actually like a thousand. Because I think what they say there was like 70 times 70 or something. Whatever that is, I don't know. I don't want to try live math. That'll be a disaster. Yeah. Maybe 1,400? I don't know. That's, that sounds hey. right. <laughs> but, um, so yes, they, they all leave. And um, Manning, we barely saw in the movie, he's up there. And he's like, they all quit. They all quit the bureau. And Hellboy tells Liz, he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy a house in the country with a big yard for the baby. And Liz just says, baby, and then holds up two fingers. Roll credits. Mm. So we don't get to see Father Hellboy. And 70 times 70 is 4,900. Man, that's even more. Why did I think 1,400? I was adding. (laughs) I was adding and adding incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah, forty nine hundred. Well, that's a lot of golden. It's a lot of golden armies, soldiers. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I guess with that we can go into ratings. Um, this movie, it was fun. Ron Perlman carried it in like pretty much every aspect. It, it was not nearly as good as the first one, in my opinion. And as such, I'm going to give this a six out of ten. Ooh. Well, you know, we I I kind of well. I'm glad I actually forgot to do the history with the movie. By the way, did you have any? No. Okay. I remember renting this. I didn't see it in theater. I rented it probably from Blockbuster. And I remember liking it. Like, wow, that was surprisingly good. And I was I was hoping that when I would rewatch it, because I haven't seen it since, and I was hoping that when I rewatched it that I would still like it and that it wasn't... Uh, because last one, you gave a 7.2, I gave a 7.5, and I remember at the time thinking that was better than the first one, and I, having rewatched it, my memory did not fail me. I really, really liked it. It was a gorgeous movie to look at. The action was really good, and I liked a lot of the characters. I, I'm not going to take points off for not having a third movie, because they tried, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it's it did make me want to see a third movie, so that part's cool. But honestly, this was one of the more enjoyable movies on the podcast. I really, really wow. liked it. I'm I'm gonna do what you did with Hancock, where it's like you gave it a soft eight. I'm going to give it a soft nine. I really liked it. I'm giving it a pretty high grade, and it's funny because I was looking back. And, you know, we've had some episodes we were, like, really excited about, like, and we have what we call the trap game right before. And it's funny because, I'm going to jump in, to me, this was, like, another ultimate trap game because I love The Dark Knight. Like, if someone said, hey, you have to do a podcast tomorrow on The Dark Knight, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm good, just because I've seen it so many times because of how much I love it. Well... But previous trap games include Howard the Duck, right before RoboCop, yeah. uh, Return of Swamp Man, right before Batman, 
uh, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, right before Batman and Robin. Actually, mm-hmm. and Crow City of Angels. That that sucked too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but now, yes, so next week, spoiler, is, in fact, The Dark Knight. Will it beat my nine? It's a soft nine, but it's a nine. Hmm. I'm interested to see what you think of it. Uh, we're get it on uh, HBO. HBO Max, that's what I figured. Or my DVD shelf, which is where I will watch it. I was going to say I've got a Blu-ray myself. Yep, Blu-ray, DVD. I got, actually have all three of the uh, the trilogy. You got a, oh, on, on DVD or what? Yeah. Okay. Blu-ray. Uh, Batman Begins is DVD, the other two are Blu-ray. Yeah, fair enough. Um... Yeah, I'm very excited. That's next week. We may or may not have a guest on. I'm not going to promise anything uh, because, you know, I'm not going to make a promise I can't deliver on. Well, Heath Ledger's did, so it won't be him. It will not be Heath Ledger. Also, Christian Bale will not return my calls, so it's not him. At this point, we're hoping for Pete Holmes, who did the parody on College Humor, but even that's a stretch for for us. Um, guys, we do thank you for listening. Um Hope you're having a good holiday season. I know it can be hard out there for some people. Uh, I'm not precluding myself from that, you know, that group. Again, thank you for listening. We're going to get out of here, and I'm going to quote Hellboy when I say, ha, ha, ha. I know. I'm ugly. I'm ugly.